Breakups are often the symptom of problems in a relationship. My workbook series, The Knowledge, is focused on helping you change your life in four key areas. Retaining the information that I teach, personal growth, improving your relationships, and of course, reattracting your ex. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of attachment. And this is critical for understanding love, right? Absolutely. Because love and attachment go hand in hand. Yes. And I don't know where the difference begins and the difference ends. I was going to say, I don't know that there's a difference. Yeah. It's all the same thing. Um, but in order to understand your breakup, you have to understand attachment. And you have to understand that we all have an ability to, an at to attach. And some of us can attach a lot better and easier than others. And so we're going to be looking at that today. And we're going to be talking about John Bowlby, who was really the, f the first guy to figure this out back in, what, the 50s? Yeah. Uh, maybe even the late 40s. You were only like 400 I was back only then. 400 back then, and we still had chisels and stones and stuff like that. But I know we're always talking about Dr. Bowlby, but I think the historical perspective is interesting, and I just want to share it with you. Because he had a very different very approach. Very different take. Than Freud did. Yes. And we're going to talk about that? Yes. Good. Um, According to Dr. Freud, and never will I knock Dr. Freud, um, many people do. <laughs> well, but you, he, like, you do knock Freud a little bit. A little bit. Well, there we, was one major thing that you didn't like that he did, right? Yes, there was. Mm -hmm. um, and I can talk about that someday if you like, but not today. But Freud said that, um, and he was the master, he invented therapy. Mm -hmm. So whatever his faults were, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are today had it not been for him. He invented talking therapy. Yeah, because before that, it was just like going to churches or... Yeah, or, or hypnosis was big with psychoanalysts, mm -hmm. or they would, have you, they would have you in psychotherapy for years, which worked, but it took a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dr. Freud, up until John Bowlby came on the scene, had basically said that most human behavior is due to our needs for sex or aggression. Mm -hmm. He said we have two basic drives, sex and aggression. John Bowlby came around and said, that's not true. Our major issue is attachment. Mm -hmm. And when he started to say that, they gave him a terrible time because he was bucking the establishment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he did, he they made... They said, buck you? Yeah, that's, they all said that to each other. <laughs> Anybody who has made huge contributions to this field has been given a terrible time. Freud was too in the beginning. But anyway, Bowlby said, it's not sex and aggression, it's attachment. And he made a movie um, while he was becoming a psychoanalyst called, it's famous, it's called Laura Goes to the Hospital. And this was about a child who is sent into the hospital to have some kind of operation. And he details how horrible it was for her because at that point, people didn't believe that it was important for children in the hospital to see their parents, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow there was the belief that if you let them see the parents, then they'd protest being in the hospital and it would be difficult for the hospital staff and it wouldn't help anybody. But he detailed the the feelings of abandonment and horror and terror that Laura went through, going through all of this and having no support from her parents. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. 
And the establishment was so appalled, people wrote articles saying it was a fraud. But it wasn't a fraud no. at all. Um, she went through a period of protest, how could you take me away from my parents? Um, I'm angry about that, where are they, what did you do with them? And eventually ended up just desolately depressed and unable to focus on anything. Sure. Desolation, yeah. I believe he called. I mean, that's the worst thing. If you're in the hospital, you want your and you're parents there. Yeah. And you're terrified. You want all the attachment stuff you can get, all the emotional goodies you can get. How did she know they were going to come back for her? And the other one is they didn't even explain this to her. And I can't tell you how many people I came across when I was first in practice whose tonsils were taken out on the dining room table at their house and they weren't even told it was going to happen. Okay? What? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you wouldn't believe some of the things we didn't understand before Dr. Bowlby. They didn't tell you they were they going to take They didn't tell you it was going to happen. Um, they tell you, you know, something was going to, the doctor was coming and he was going to look at your throat and then you could eat all the ice cream you wanted. In the meantime, he knocks you out with ether that made you sick. And wow. horrible, horrible stuff was done. Um, because we didn't understand attachment. Um, and then they said, you know, this kid is going to grow up to be a manipulative this and that. And, of course, none of it was true. But Bowlby persisted, God bless him. I want to tell you just a little bit about Dr. Bowlby's life, which will clear it all right up for you. How did he do this? Um, for one thing, there was a lot of observation done with children separated from their parents during World War One and World War Two. There were orphanages, right? Orphanages, mm -hmm. people separated from their parents, and there was a very simple message to all of that. No matter what horror they went through, if the kids who were with their parents did better than the kids who were not. And that was abundantly clear um, after what happened. Um, but Bowlby eventually made enough noise that they they closed most of the orphanages in Europe. He persisted long enough to let it be known that where people got no individualized attention, and in some ways I suppose we could say that he's the father of foster care, which has its own problems, but it's certainly better than an institution. Mm -hmm. um, but people deprived of touch and emotional support didn't do well at all. Yeah. They also discovered a, what they used to call hospitalism, and that's that um, little babies, little tiny children who were separated from their parents were often dying before the age of three. Oh my gosh. Um, and there was a psychiat another psychiatrist at the time who had a heart and some common sense and said they're starving to death for attachment. Wow. Okay. All right. So you see how important attachment uh, is? Life and death. And this is why we are always telling you guys the first few years of your life is directly correlated yeah. to your ability to attach. Right. And if you had an ex, or maybe you were adopted, that is a major trauma. A major disruption in your attachment, absolutely. Not that it can't be dealt with, but it has to be dealt with if you're going to have a reasonable life. But anyway, one of the, one of the doctors called it emotional starvation. Um, but John Bowlby was born into a wealthy family in England. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen the, the movie Mary Poppins, I have a picture of that family being what he was born into. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the father is a wealthy banker, mm -hmm. and the mother is around um, working on women's rights, and nobody's paying any attention to the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so he was the fourth of six children, and was reared in typical upper-class fashion in London. 
he and his siblings saw their parents sparingly. Scrubbed and dressed, they joined their mother for one hour each afternoon for tea. Okay, can you imagine that? A whole hour. A whole hour, and you're all scrubbed and dressed up for tea. And you probably don't even like tea. It's probably not, the cookies were okay. Yeah. yeah. But you're not going to feel any kind of closeness or warmth, that's no. for sure. No. Um, hmm. Or at least not enough, just a sort of a tease. This uh, explains my grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They saw their father, who was a surgeon, once a week on Sunday. Wow. And there's a song in Mary Poppins where the guy who's the wealthy banker is going home at night, um, where he arrives at 6 o'clock on the dot every night, and says that his kids are scrubbed and tubbed and adequately fed. So he pats them on the head and sends them off to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the rest of their time was spent with, I think these are all different, nursemaids, nannies, and governesses. Bulby was especially fond of one nursemaid. Her name was Minnie, and she had been his main caretaker. His mother dismissed her when he was four. Mm. There you have the whole story of Dr. Bulby, I think. Wow. She was the only re real attachment he had. A trauma that he later described as being as painful as losing his mother. Wow. She was apparently, in attachment terms, his mother. Um, at the age of seven, he was then sent to a boarding school, an event so traumatic that years later he told his wife, Ursula, that he wouldn't send a dog to an English boarding school at any age. Wow. All right. So he had no parental support, no communication, no nothing, and probably Minnie made him the person he is, however she did it. Yeah. And thank you, Minnie, whoever you are. Yeah. Okay. And it's interesting because what did he grow up to do? Give people the very thing that he, he was hoping get, to get. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and you know his passion, perhaps his anger, but his passion um, changed the the therapeutic world and our view of relationships. There were other things going on at the time. There was another man who did an experiment with monkeys because we're very close cousins, as we all know. And they took a bunch of rhesus monkeys, I think it was, and they gave them a real rhesus monkey mommy. They gave another group a stuffed monkey mommy, mm -hmm. and another group a wooden monkey mommy. And I think you can guess exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. The healthiest group had a real mommy. The second healthiest group had the stuffed mommy, because at least you could hug her. Mm -hmm. And the poor monkeys with the stick mommy yeah. were a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So other people were doing some work on this at the same time, but Bowlby was the one who had the huge impact, mm -hmm. probably partly because he wrote well. Yeah. Yeah. And must have been charming, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand attachment because, you know, you're going through an attachment trauma in a breakup. Absolutely. And when you're looking at your partner, and looking at yourself, you want to look at how can they attach? How can you attach? And that's when you wind up finding like the patterns which are the attachment styles, you know, secure or insecure, and then you have the anxious, anxious. avoidant, or disorganized. And it's all really a, a, a different, uh, on the continuum of the trauma scale, really, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. 
absolutely. And anxious attachment, I think, is quite, quite common. Um, they say that somewhat more than half of us are securely attached. That's nice to hear. I'm not sure I believe it. I don't believe it. I think it. a lot of people are um, ambivalently, well, anxiously attached. And avoidant is the hardest to understand, but that means that we desperately want relationships because that's how we're made and that's how we're wired. Mm -hmm. But somehow when we get it, it's too close for comfort and we sabotage mm -hmm. it. Okay? They can't trust it. No. Because it's been safe for them. Yeah. So I hope it's interesting to you. I always want to know who thought up the theory and why. So here you have it. It's yeah. all about Minnie. Minnie saved us. Minnie did save Minnie us. Minnie did save us, yes. And thanks to that work, um, you know, we are having a better understanding of what happens in relationships and what happens in breakups. Because in order to understand, you know, why the relationship worked or didn't work, you got to look at our ability to attach or not attach. And Bowlby really helped us grow in leaps of, and bounds. Right. And so we thought you guys should ha have a good yeah. understanding or somewhat understanding of that. But you can see what happened to him, poor guy. Yeah. And yeah, his trauma caused him to try to and figure it out. Wonderful, yes. Just like my traumas with breakups right. caused me to try and figure it out. Oh, I think most of us in mental health are here because we don't want what happened in our family to happen to anybody else. <laughs> That's why we're all here, whether we admit it or not. And what about you, Margaret? Oh, there were some crazy people in my family. Were there? Oh, sure, for a couple of generations. And that trip over from Ireland was never fun either. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you hadn't had a good time there or you didn't come over. I didn't know they were coming from Ireland back in, oh, was it Roman times you were born? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Only slightly later. Medieval. Oh, okay. <laughs> So hopefully you found this video insightful and helpful into just getting you a more broad perspective yeah. of where we're coming from and how we look at these things. And how important attachment is. It, it, it really it's is. everything. Because how are you going to understand a breakup if you don't understand attachment? Right? It's the essence of it. And when you can look at that, you can start to explore pieces of the puzzle and why it did or didn't work. What caused it to fall apart? Right? right? All right, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this little video for on uh, Bowlby. I hope so. If you liked the video and appreciate Margaret doing the hard work, put a like on the video. Of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype coaching. If you want to get help from Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of my website and you can do a Skype with her. Absolutely. 4,400 years of experience. That's right. <laughs> yes, and I can chisel it or I can write it. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net.